This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. Legislator Charlie Elphick has been suspended from the Conservative Party because of what the party calls serious allegations that have been referred to the police. It did not elaborate. Elphick said on Twitter that he denies any wrongdoing. The opposition Labour Party is also investigating a formal complaint against legislator Clive Lewis, who is accused of groping a woman at the recent party conference. He denies the charge. British Defence Secretary Michael Fallon resigned this week after saying that his behaviour has fallen short of standards. Karen Shamas, London. When you think back to the great leaders, MLK, Malcolm X, that was what they did. They went into the community, rebuilt hope, and helped people identify their community leaders. We can get information from the internet and all this type of stuff, but we've got to really get face-to-face. I think we sometimes forget that that's how change started. We're here with the Honorable Reverend Jesse Jackson. He is here in Memphis, Tennessee to discuss MLK 50, along with some other projects that he's currently working on. Uh, Reverend Jackson, how are you today? Very well, sir. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, you coming on to our show today. Um, I know that you've been extremely busy. This being here in Memphis, I know has got to be a collection of mixed feelings for you because, um, you know, this is the city of both uh, triumph uh, in terms of, you know, just the work that you've done uh, with civil rights, but it's also been frustrating because you've lost, you know, a dear close friend along the way. Um, with it being an MLK 50 this year, um, what does it mean to you on a personal level? Uh, having we, we are commemorating his death, but not far from the crucifixion of the resurrection, the new hope and a new possibility. Right here in the Appalachian Mountains of Tennessee and Delta of Arkansas and Mississippi, the challenge of black and white poverty that America must address. And, of course, his last campaign was a wiping out poverty and wiping out unnecessary wars. We celebrate his birthday, for example, in the south of they walked there, of four million blacks on the register who are eligible. Every 17-year-old can not register to vote. Every 18-year-old, every high school senior. So if, if half of us would register and vote, we'd change the course of the south and the devil of the nation. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. How would you personally counsel, I guess, Democratic supporters um, as we, uh, you know, prepare for the midterm elections? I know that this last election was really, really frustrating for a lot of people, um, you know, seeing who we have in office now. Um, what, is, what is your hope uh, for rallying voters for this coming election? Many people who were eligible to vote did not vote. And no one has the right to do less than their best and expect the best. So we vote our hopes and vote our needs and not vote our fears. We we'll win the elections in 2018. So far we've seen, for example, we won in, in New Jersey and got a black lieutenant governor. In the meantime, won a big Virginia race. Uh, and one of the five votes for African-American, we got a lieutenant governor. Big shootout in Alabama, we won at one of the votes for African-American. So when we vote our numbers, Build coalition, we win. Absolutely, absolutely, I totally agree. Um, you have um, always been known for your ability to overcome adversity, and you've handled so many challenges just throughout your your career and your life. Um, with the current things that you're working on, um, you've got a handful. Um, how would you say that these compare to your efforts in the past? Would you say that they're more? 
much more tougher, you know, because you're dealing with... Well, the these, these are tough challenges, Walter, but we have more with which to fight. For a long time, the election time, we don't hope. We didn't have the power to vote. Now we got the power to win. From Texas across to, to, to uh, Florida up to Maryland, we can win elections. When I ran in, in 84. We, we put on a million new votes. We won in Tennessee, North Carolina, and in Florida, and Louisiana, and California. We use what we have. Don't cry about what we don't have. We win big battles. Absolutely. I totally agree. Uh, speaking of which, I know that uh, one of the many projects that you're uh, working on is the Collins Chapel Hospital. Um, are you yourself pleased with the work um, that's been do- that has been going on so far? Yeah, it's about three quarters complete, and I'm very impressed with what Bishop Senior Williamson has done. He is he is passionate about the hospital being reconstructed, one of the oldest black hospitals in the nation, and it's been rebuilt. And we're going to hook up over with the hospital system here in Memphis, but it is a a project that well underway, and I suspect in a matter of months it will be finished. We should all be proud of Collins Chapel. Amen, amen. Um, I want to just transition briefly. Um, I know that uh, Kroger Supermarket has uh, recently closed in the Orange Mound neighborhood here in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, this is something that's been really, really frustrating for a lot of the residents here because, you know, it, it makes it hard for, you know, citizens to get to the grocery store, you know, in a reasonable distance. Uh, would you say that the closing of this particular chain of the supermarket um, is is this going to, I guess, propel the neighborhood further into poverty? Well, absolutely. The Rainbow Push is in touch with Kroger in Cincinnati, the headquarters last week. We intend trying to negotiate with them. If if they pull out three stores, it will be a job desert, a food desert, and a health care desert. And so we want to challenge them to, to form a relationship with the community that was, we should not chase them. They should chase the consumers, not the other way around. So we urge Kroger to not leave and be fair and be inclusive. Absolutely. Yeah, it's much, much needed that they stay because, like you said, it's, it's a desert without, you know, without them there. Um, you touched a little bit on health care um, as well. Um, how would Dr. King, what, what would his thoughts be on the state of health care today? Um, he, he would stand for affordable health care, comprehensive health care for every American, based on need, not based on money. Uh, we have one of the most expensive health care systems in the world and covers so few people. And what Trump and his right-wing government just said, they removed $25 billion from the poorest Americans and shifted it to the richest Americans, those who don't even need it. And so we must fight for a comprehensive health care plan. Uh, and, and the thing about it is we to build white-black relations, what they call Obamacare. But with the health care, there's no such thing as Obamacare. Health care based on need. And if we, if we follow that principle, uh, when the woman had the issue of blood, Jesus didn't look her in the face and ask, her, her ask a bunch of questions. She had, she had the faith that God had the power. We accept that kind of system even now. Absolutely. Yeah, you made a, a, a really good um, example of that, you know, with what you just said. You know, Jesus didn't ask for all these prerequisites. He just wanted to know, you know, how he could help her, um, which leads me to my next question. How can um, our listeners get involved with the efforts of the uh, Rainbow Push Coalition? Um, how can they volunteer? How can they serve? How can they get out there and, and help with what you're doing? We're having a, uh, a rally tomorrow 
at Pastor Lester's church. There'll be a rally Sunday at Mount Christian CME Church at 5 o'clock here in Memphis, uh, and we're trying to mobilize people to register to vote, as well as to join the Rainbow Bush Coalition, because if we, if we, if we join the organization and fight for health care together, we can win. Now, tomorrow at uh, Mount Pisgah, 249 Park Avenue, Reverend Willie Ward is pastor. If I meet a community town hall for a meeting tomorrow at 5 o'clock, Mount Pisgah CME Church. At 10.30, we'll be at the, uh, Mississippi Boulevard Christian Church at 10.30 a.m. where Pastor Lawrence Turner is the pastor. And the Grand Tour guys who went to 1.30 of the, uh, of the connection of the uh, Common Chapel Connection Hospital on Lane Avenue. Yeah, those are some really good opportunities for our listeners to get involved with and to, to take up arms uh, in, in helping with, you know, pushing pushing this great uh, this great mission forward. Um, Reverend Jackson, I just have one last question. Um, I wanted to thank you so much for, again, coming on today's show. Um, in terms of, like, your legacy and just the biggest takeaway that you want people to get from your work and the work that you've done, what would you say is the biggest takeaway um, that you want people to get um, especially this younger generation out of the work well, that you've done. Well, be persistent. First, you don't succeed. Try and try again. Uh, we're not guaranteed to win. We're guaranteed to work. If we work, good things will come our way. And so mine is a legacy. I went to jail July 1960. Trying to use a public library. We never, we never stopped fighting. And when we fight, we win. So I want this generation to pick up the resources that, we have, that we've laid down there Use your vote, your dollar, your mind, these educational institutions, and together we can make sense. And, and through it all, the push is on. The push is really on. Keep hope alive. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Reverend Jackson. Thank you, sir. You're welcome.